the genesis of each idea is usually like a lot of times just like a, um, a sort of sequence of chords that like the way in which one runs into the other like you know from a harmonic standpoint is I don't know it makes me feel something. Trevor Edmonds is a multi-instrumentalist from Bay City, Michigan, who utilizes unique sound samplings, loops, and mixes these sonic elements to create his songs. In our conversation today, learn more about his approach and plan on seeing him perform live at the Saginaw Art Museum as part of our Museum Tunes concert series on August 1st. Trevor, thank you so much for joining me here on the Temple Arts Podcast. We are looking forward to hearing your music in uh, the beautiful Saginaw Art Museum Gardens for our Museum Tunes concert um, coming up in August, uh, which isn't too far away. Um, but uh, I, I wanted to learn a little bit more about your music, uh, the process that you go through making your music, and and some of the thought behind it. Um, you know, one thing that I've noticed is that uh, what I've heard anyway is very instrumental and cinematic, almost in a in a way where you're creating. I don't know. In my own mind, I'm I'm it's evoking some imagery. I'm curious if you can speak to that a little bit. Is that a sort of conscientious project process that you're leaving words out or? Um, what what is it behind uh, the instrumentation that that draws you, or or why do you work in that way? Um, well, no, that's I think that's like a really good observation about a lot of the stuff that I'm doing, especially like in regards to a lot of the like solo work that I'm recording, um, or that have record that I have recorded over the years. Um, I think a lot of it in some ways is because um, in other different music projects I've been involved in in the past, like, you know, I guess you could say like in bands, um, a lot of those were more, um, you know, song based endeavors, I guess you could say, where whether it was myself or another member of the group was singing and there were lyrics involved in the songs. Um, there wasn't really so much in the way of instrumental music that was being um you know, created in those contexts. So when it came to working on, you know, a lot of my own music over the years, that's kind of what I gravitated towards. Um, and I'm not sure if that was necessarily like a direct response to just like maybe having an outlet for those ideas, like outside of the context of like a band setting. Um, I'm sure some of it, especially early on, was maybe um, kind of done so out of, um, I guess for lack of a better word, like done so out of necessity, maybe just because I was like uncomfortable with, like the sound of my voice as far as, you know, in, in a singing context. Um, I have, um, I actually have some things in the works that do involve, um, you know, like actual songs, like things that I'm, you know, that are very still much in their infancy. Um, but I've just really like um, a lot of the music that I like. Um, I mean, I, I do like a lot of, you know, lyric based music, you know, a lot of like, like pop music and pop bands and things like that um, from various like genres of music. Um, but I really do have an affinity for, um, it's interesting when you use the word cinematic, like I do like a lot of soundtrack music, um, and I do like a lot of groups that kind of operate within the realm of instrumental music that, you know, draw inspiration from a lot of different types of music, whether it be like orchestral music or, you know, other soundtrack music or things of that nature, ambient music, um, as well. Um, so I think in some ways it just allows me to, um, attempt to you know maybe not experiment from like a overall 
standpoint, but like kind of experiment within myself of um, trying to make music in that way and seeing if I can maybe make something that's uh, captivating, that's, um, you know, without words or, um, you know, melody that's coming from a voice. So, yeah, I don't know. That's maybe a bit long winded, but uh, <laughs> that's an approach to it, I guess. Yeah, you you mentioned this idea of the music being something of an outlet, um, something different than what you're doing with other bands. Um, mm -hmm. And on uh, many of the tracks that I've listened to, you are you are playing multiple instruments, and then you're putting those instruments together and mixing it together. Um, and I'm curious if uh, in that process uh, you start with a particular instrument or do you have the whole thing sort of in your head and you're just sort of rushing to get it all out so that and, and lining up the instruments or or is it a process that takes more time um when you're working on trying to put a put a piece together sure it's um well i will say one thing that's um the, the one sort of like general rule of thumb is like it's it is very much like a um sort of song by song or track by track basis um a lot of times like the original um or sort of like the foundation or like original concept will typically come out of um um i'd say like my main instruments i focus on are like guitar and piano or you know keyboard based instruments so a lot of times it'll come out of some sort of chord progression from one of those and then you know to sort of get like the initial basis and then sometimes i might like if it was originally devised on guitar i might try it out like what does it sound like on a piano or on a synthesizer and then that'll kind of create this like bass layer and then as far as like the time on things there's been some things i've done in a fairly short order where like it'll just be this initial idea of these different um sort of you know maybe like in a more like song based structure where it's like something that's kind of evocative of a verse and then a chorus and then a bridge or something or something wildly different from that and then i'll just start adding and like well maybe i want something that's like you know a bass guitar or something that's you know like kind of representing those frequencies as far as like the overall piece and then there will become like more melodic elements that'll layer. And there's, I don't know, a group I've liked for a long time is the French band Air. It's an electronic duo. And I've always really enjoyed the way that they've approached music from that way, where it's, um, it's, you know, using a lot of these like electronic and sometimes acoustic instruments, but it has this very sort of like, like arranged almost like orchestral feel where there's like things that come in and out a lot, like where it's not like, you know, maybe thinking of like a four piece band where everyone's doing something like the whole time where there's always drums, there's always guitar, there's always bass and maybe like something else like things come and go. And like you might there might just be like one phrase that's played on one instrument and there's nothing wrong with that. Like it doesn't have to like have its presence be felt the entire time. Like you can just kind of drop in quickly and then drop out just to add you know a different color to you know the overall picture so yeah each thing's a little bit different but normally like there is like the genesis of each idea is usually like a lot of times just like uh, um a sort of sequence of chords that like the way in which one runs into the other like you know from a harmonic standpoint is i don't know it makes me feel something you know in, in a certain way so yeah, it's it's interesting to, because as I listen to it, um, it sounds almost 
unrehearsed, not like it's bad, but more like it's improvised uh, yeah. in a way, you know, uh, and not unrehearsed like uh, you don't know what you're doing, but uh, I think improvise is probably probably the more more proper term. But not uh, improvised like jazz is improvised, but imp- improvised in the sense of um, uh, what 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 goes together here, and and like I can I can follow it, um, you know, as a as a whole. But uh, yeah, almost like you take it take it on take the listener on a journey of sorts. Yeah. And I, well, that's, I think that's a good observation because a lot of times that's, that really can be the case where it's like what I was like talking about, you know, like I would, you know, maybe record like these, like a guitar or a keyboard or something doing like this, like this chord progression or something. And then in order to start coming up with like additional things to layer on it, I'll just kind of have that going in the background and be playing things on top of it. And sometimes it's like, it very much is like a uh, like an improvisational thing where it's like you're just sort of like noodling on top of it to like come up with something that sounds appealing. And then sometimes it's it's one of those things where like the first thing you do on top of it is what you want or it might be the 13th thing you do on top of it. But um, I yeah, sometimes it's just like I guess. When, and then when those moments happen where it's like the very first thing you do on top of it just feels right and you don't want to mess with it. It's kind of like um I like I'm a big Neil Young fan and like he kind of has this philosophy sometimes where it's like especially when you're recording like you know maybe not so much like in my context where it's like I'm kind of like a one-man thing as far as my music goes where it's like I'm just kind of like multi-tracking stuff but like sort of like that approach where it's like you're the tape or the hard drive is rolling whatever the case may be and you're just like letting it flow out and sometimes like you just get something right off the bat that is unrehearsed that's just it just comes out of you and it's like well you know even if there was like even like if there's like a little bit of a flub with it it just still has that like feeling that's hard to replicate at times so it's um it's and it's hard to recreate it so you just sort of uh you stick with it and you just you you accept it as a document of where that piece was at that point in time and it's like it can certainly morph in the future, like in a live context. But as far as this song was concerned at that point in time when I was recording it, it's like, that's, that's the best document of it at that point. So I'll, I'll roll with that. (laughs) Yeah. It's interesting because with the ability to have multiple takes, uh, as you're recording, uh, it's, it's sort of refreshing to consider what happens when you, you don't take advantage of, all of all of the potential opportunity there to try and create perfection, right? Where yeah. uh, you know you can keep trying it over and over again. Maybe it sounds different or even better at the time, but it, it it's never exactly replicated. Yeah, and that's sort of like, and I know this this sort of like philosophy or idea, like you know, extends to a lot of different like technologies. But like that's sort of <clears> that <throat> can be one of the pitfalls of you know, making music with a lot of things that are really convenient for us to use now, excuse me, is that almost knowing when to stop is, you know, as much of a talent or an acquired ability compared to a lot of things, because like with, you know, all these different softwares that are relatively affordable and, you know, if people are prone to using plugins or these different things, like, you know, depending on what what people want to use, I mean, there's just so many variables and it's, just so easy to do things nowadays um, compared to like some of the processes that like studios or people recording records at home, you know, we're doing like 
you know, 10, 20, let's say 30 years ago, just like how hard it would be to do certain things. Whereas now it's like, you can do it with, you know, like the toggle of a switch and like an interface. Um, so knowing when to stop and when to like draw the lines is, you know, as much of an ability or thing to recognize as, you know, maybe like knowing something about, you know, like music theory or something, or like how, when certain chords go together, it might make you feel a certain way. So it's, um, it's, yeah, it's definitely like a thing to, um, and I, by no means am I, and I, am I saying that I uh, have acquired that, but it's something to always, uh, I guess, sort of strive for. Cause it's like, you could just spend endless amounts of time, like tweaking things and you'll never like be satisfied. So like kind of knowing when something's done or it feels done and then putting it to rest and, putting it out there or calling it good, whatever you're going to do is certainly a good thing to uh, be able to arrive at. Yeah. Do you, do you find that in that editing process that, um, that you enjoy some of that journey of like trying to figure out where to stop or, or, uh, do you find that, you know, once you have all the material and it's all on your hard drive, the editing is, sort of a, a bit of a chore or um laborious and you know can you speak to that a little bit yeah actually um in some ways like i really do like it because it's almost like the thing of if you're almost looking at you know um especially with you know like recording with a computer i mean it can in some ways like depending on what you're after like it can kind of be this very like sort of uh you know sort of like collagey like cut and paste approach so i mean if you kind of go through this initial process of recording a bunch of different things like you know from whether they be like acoustic or electronic instruments um you know you have all these well basically what are like just files on your computer and then you can kind of start like shifting things around and cutting them up and moving them around so um, sometimes that can be really fun like especially if you even if you get to a point where you're kind of done with an idea but then if you want to like take all those elements and like you know like re-edit those into like a different version or a different mix and just seeing like what things sound like even just like you know like dropping you know one of the tracks out for like a couple bars at a certain point like how that can change things dynamically so uh, i'm certainly um you know not averse to uh you know spending time going down those paths and <laughs> seeing what what can come out of it so yeah there can be a lot of enjoyment in that for sure i think for me though i mean a lot of it like as far as like the enjoyment of it is like the the initial like kind of like conception of the ideas and then like what they can ultimately become is I, I think what sort of like keeps me doing it like you know sort of like the um <laughs> I guess sort of like the the thing between me doing it or just be making a decision be like oh, I'm just gonna sell all this music equipment like this is <laughs> what am I doing but like the fact that like those moments can just like are out there like and you don't know when they're gonna um come about is um it's very appealing and it it, it definitely makes me want to keep like doing it and you know like spending time doing it so yeah yeah and um it's my understanding that making music is not uh, a full-time career for you is that right yeah that's true i um I actually work for a, a nonprofit called the uh, the Saginaw Basin Land Conservancy. So that's that's what I do, you know, like but as, in terms of like a like my actual job. So like music is very much like I guess you, you'd say like a hobby. I mean, there's been times in the past when I've you know, especially when I've been in groups where like we were playing more regularly and you'd you know make a little bit off of it. But even in those contexts, like it was 
just like a bonus like because uh, as far as I was concerned whenever it came to music like it was you know whether it was doing stuff on my own or playing with people like it was just like the act of doing it of just making things and then especially and then in a band context like the camaraderie of like having those shared experiences with people was great and so then like whenever it came around to like people letting you play this stuff like at their you know venue or their bar or whatever the case may be and then on top of that like paying you to do it it was like i can't believe this like <laughs> like it's almost crazy you know not, like a lot of people have done it like time and time again but just being able to have the time and the space to like to do it like whether it was just by myself or with other people was like reward enough and then you know the thrill of coming up with things and seeing where they go so yeah, that's always been really appealing to me. And more so it's been, you know, as of late, like just kind of doing it on my own. But like, I've just had some of the best times in my life have been, you know, like experiencing that with other people and just making music and playing music live has been, you know, a great source of joy for me. So. Yeah, I think that it it's interesting to consider how um, you've developed this incredible creative pursuit um but it doesn't have to be the thing that makes the ends meet um i think that there's there's uh some interesting value in in your ability to maintain that level of creativity um do you feel like having uh sort of i'll call it a day job um do you feel like that contributes to the creativity and the energy that you put into your music I think it does because, um, I mean, that's something I, I will think about from time to time where like, you know, like sometimes my wife and I will talk about like, you know, the, the sort of like conversations you'll have, like if you, oh, if you had like a, you know, a month off or like a year off to just do whatever, you know, what would you do? And sometimes like, one of the ideas I come back to a lot is like, cause I've never had a point in my life really where I like basically like wasn't working and just had like a month or like an extended period of time to do nothing but like record an album, let's say. But sometimes I'll think about that, like if I actually had like a full month off, like it was like looks like a sabbatical or something. And that's all I was doing was just like I get up in the morning and like my only agenda for like the day or the week is just like working on completing this recording. I've never had that experience before. So sometimes I wonder like if I did how that would go um, compared to like my, you know, my experiences. I know it where it's like I have you know, my job and like other responsibilities. So it kind of makes it like, you know, I don't know if this is like a negative view on it, but almost like we're just, you're fitting it in around other things that you, you know, you do like other like responsibilities you have, even if they're like things you enjoy, enjoy doing as well. But like, if the fact that like you have limited time to do it, like makes you work more efficiently or make snap decisions about, you know, like that thing I was talking about earlier, where it's like, when you're using technology as it exists today, like where you can do so much, like we're having that limited time to do it, like makes you be snappier with like, this is, I like the way this sounds, this is done. And, you know, maybe I'll like revisit it in the future or make some like different version of it. But like having that like limited time to really focus on it, like in some ways, like, you know, might bring things into fruition more versus like having unlimited time to do it. But but that being said, though, like if I ever had the opportunity to like, you know, say have like a month off or something to just like, all right, you're going to try to like make this like 10 song album or something and just but then like totally starting from scratch, like what would ultimately happen if, you know, I did that? Would I just 
actually do it and it'd be great or would it be like a thing where i'd just like have so much time and i kind of wallow around in it and like ultimately come up with nothing it's it's hard to say but yeah, yeah. I, I think about those things though from time to time yeah well we're certainly looking forward to uh hearing your music uh in the garden um we hope that we can provide a, a neat space for uh for that and uh, uh we're looking forward to to hearing those those songs, whether it's improvised or or otherwise. Uh, it'll be interesting to to see and to experience that. Just considering the the way that you do incorporate lots of instruments and and the technology and things like that. Yeah, I well, I really appreciate the you know the invitation to do this, and it's 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 making me um you know kind of think about you know pulling off some of these songs in that setting because like in some ways this you know music for me like when I do it a lot of times it's just kind of like a recording project. So when it comes to actually performing some of this stuff live, you know, like some of the stuff I have performed live at different points in the past, but then it's like I always like to take these opportunities to sort of rethink like how I can do that differently or like how I could, you know, slightly adjust the arrangements to like, whether it's just me or like, I'm going to have um, a little bit of help, like a couple friends um, and, you know, like help pull off some of the stuff and like play some other stuff along with me too. But um, it's, I always like appreciate these opportunities, especially like in like the context of like, you know, playing something like doing this stuff at like the Saginaw Art Museum, like outdoors, like in like such a beautiful space. So it's, I, I definitely don't like to just go on autopilot and, you know, do things the way I might have done in the past. Like I like to, uh, especially like, cause I don't play live very often, especially solo. So like, I like to look at each one of these opportunities, like a way to sort of like reimagine things a little bit and experiment on that front. So thank you for providing a space for that to happen for me. I, I greatly appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm I'm sure it'll be a a fantastic experiment, um, and uh, we'll we'll see we'll see how it all all works together. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. Thank you for listening to the Temple Arts Podcast. Please consider subscribing to the podcast and making a donation to the arts through SaginawArtMuseum.org or TempleTheater.com. This will allow us to continue to bring enriching program to Saginaw and beyond.